Welcome back to Bear With Me. The Boston Bruins beat the Flames at home and advance to 12-2-0 through 14 games and remain undefeated at home, first in the Atlantic, first in the Eastern Conference, and are now somehow second in the NHL. I'm Joey Capone. That's Rob Tachi. Rob, what's going on, buddy? Feeling real good. Very tired, but good. This is our first morning episode, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, so I, I had to watch the game uh, after it already aired. So mm-hmm. I, I had texted you when I got out of the movie theater being like, okay, rate the game 1 to 10. And you said a light 7. Mm-hmm. And then quickly followed up with a strong 7. Yeah, which and I, I agree I, with that assessment. I think that's right. I think like looking back, I'm like, like uh, there wasn't a bunch of standout... Um, I don't want to say standout moments because I guess there was some standout moments. It's more like looking at the game as a whole, I wasn't blown away by the Bruins. This is a team they probably could have pummeled into the ground, but there were enough big moments. There was a fight and a good one. There was, uh, you know, McAvoy's return, Lucic's return to Boston. Um, Again. uh, Again. Uh, a couple of big things that like that made it uh, a strong seven. I stand by that. Yeah, no, I think that's right. Uh, so when you told me that, I immediately mm-hmm. was like putting on my Sherlock Holmes hat, being like, "Okay, what does this mean? Did we? Yeah, win? you were saying you were. I don't think. I, what did you guess? Uh, so okay, so and after that, I asked, "Is it worth watching?" And you said, "Maybe just the highlights, not their cleanest game." Mm-hmm. And I asked, "Was it a close one?" And you said, "Yes, but it never felt it." So that was the information I was going off of. Starting with a strong seven, I don't think I would rate many losses higher than a six. Fair. Unless it's like one of those, like it was 0-0 the whole game, goalies back and forth. Mm -hmm. So that was like, all right, we probably won. But then you're like, maybe just watch the highlights. And I was like, ooh, I don't know. That doesn't sound great. Mm -hmm. Not their cleanest game. It was close, but it never felt it. And then I was, and then I asked, "Oh, so it was like the Blues game, when which like the score was close, but we were outplaying them the whole game." Mm-hmm. And you didn't respond. And I didn't respond. You didn't, I didn't respond. Know so I was like, "Ooh, say. oh no!" So I, my inclination was they lost. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, cool. And so I wanted I, to keep I, it vague. So I, I had recorded the game and I was watching it, and being able to scrub through uh, intermissions and stoppages is so nice. You can watch a whole hockey game in an hour and fifteen minutes. That's incredible. As as you should, honestly, yeah. That's they yeah. should they should no end. more whistles, no more intermissions. Just play sixty. I was thinking about how jarring a cut would be if someone turned the game into a sixty minute cut, where it's like the moment a whistle blew, it just instantaneously <laughs> cut to play resuming down the line. I kind of like that. I think that'd be a lot. I mean, that'd be kind of jarring. I mean, that's kind of exactly what you just did last night. It more or less is yes. Yeah, you're like, I, that sounds like a terrible idea, but you just did it by choice. I was like, wow, they they don't play a lot. Like this went by pretty quickly. Like I felt like I just sat down. And the first period was over. I was like, interesting. But no, I I, I definitely thought they lost. And I texted you again, being like, okay, did they lose? Because if they lose, I don't want to watch this whole thing. And you're like, do you really want to know that? And I'm glad you asked because I didn't. I knew um, it. I was like, you I'm, went all day with like you shut notifications off and like mm-hmm. weren't checking Twitter and whatever. So like, I I. I don't know why you would have just like wanted the answer that quick. Ah, eh, I wasn't feeling yeah. it at that exact second. But no, I it, it's very rare for me to be able to watch a game after the fact without knowing the score or who scores or anything. So like I got that like I don't know, like that that surprise whenever a goal actually is scored. 
Mm-hmm. Like I, I always involuntarily kind of like do a fist pump and kind of go, let's go. Mm-hmm. So when Charlie's go, I was, I was really excited about that. And I was like, I'm glad that was not spoiled for me at all. Yeah. All right. <coughs> uh, like I said, Lucic just returned to Boston. Not his first return to Boston, but an, another return to Boston. First time he brought his family back, I guess. Is it? Yeah, I saw him post on Instagram. Uh, I think it was just on a story that like his uh, he was there back in the North End, which is presumably where he lived because he said it was the old stomping grounds. It's him, his wife, and his two kids. Um, I I often think about like where players live in this city. Not just on the bees, but just like in sports in general. Like, where are like athletes living? And the North End, the North End's an interesting choice because it's. I don't think you're going to get a lot of like super modern, super nice no things there, and you're not no. going to have a ton of space. Like, I, you'll get like nice, but it's going to be like rustic, nice, and exposed brick, nice. Yeah, which I guess I don't know. I. I if I was if I was Milan Lucic, I don't know if I would have been living in the North End. I think, I know, especially with some kids, maybe you go out to the to the burbs. What do I know? I don't know. I love the going to the North End. I can't mm-hmm. imagine living there. There's eight parking spaces in the whole of the North End. I mean, there the paths are all horse width. Yeah, by paths I mean roads. They're literal cobblestone. Like it's literally mm-hmm. cobblestone roads in the North End. Every time I drive around here, I'm like, this feels like the Plymouth Plantation, but a little bit more modern. I'm like, we're all just like actively like living in this fantasy land. I'm like, this isn't the 1800s. Like, can we like? I'm kidding. It's not I love some, the like, North preserved... End. It's incredible. It's no, I, I I do not actually have this much animosity towards the North End. I love it there. It's beautiful. It's Very awesome. Iconically Boston. Yeah. So I, I guess that's where Luch lived. And you could also walk to the garden from there, which I think oh, yeah. I would want to do. Yeah. Uh, so um, shout out to Luch. Some luge chance during this game. Um, somebody else, just before we get into like the ins and outs of this game, somebody else who I forgot is on the Flames is Tyler Toffoli. Yeah, do you remember when the Bruins were like big time interested in him, and that like there was a lot of rumors swirling around us pursuing kind him? Kind of like he's one of those like it's a name that sticks out to me, and I don't mm-hmm. always know exactly why. Like when he, um, I think he had a really good scoring chance early in the game. I was like Toffoli. And then Jack was like, yeah, he's the one who scored in overtime against Boston when there was 0.1 seconds left in overtime or in regulation, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. that's and I was like, oh, yes, him. <laughs> <laughs> but that we were also we were tied to him when um, I believe it was. God, four years ago, it was like before Hall. Uh, the There was like. I forget who we ended up getting instead of Toffoli, but there was talk about Toffoli coming here, but alas, never happened. So Toffoli's return to Boston as well. Um, brought the family. Brought the fam. <laughs> he brought uh, Lucic's family. <laughs> uh, dude, Flames came out hot. Flames came out hot. They got right to it. Uh, scored in the first five minutes. They scored before the Bruins had a shot on goal. Love Noah it. Hannafin, another guy who's like too good to be on the flames. I guess I just always write the flames off as being bad, but like the last two, three years, they just haven't been, they've been very good. So uh, a good roster. Yeah. Anytime I see a good player there, I'm like, you're not supposed to be on this team. You're supposed to be on a good team. Um, but yeah, that early goal from Noah Hannafin, not much you can really do there. 
Um, not really caught out of position, just a lot of traffic in front of the net. Um, that was Hannafin's first goal of the season. Just made its way through pretty cleanly, too. I, I'm amazed it didn't get touched. I thought it got tipped the first time I saw it. Um, but Omar, I don't know how much Omar saw it ever. So that's one of those just going to happen things. Um, speaking of guys on this fucking team, dude, I'm just going to go through their roster and be like, Amazed by every person on here, Kadri, Nazim Kadri. Yeah, I'm like, what? What are you doing? I know he got paid. Like he's getting, he's getting money, money. Is he? I think so because he had that really incredible season with Colorado last year. Why is Calgary giving money to people that's not named Johnny Goudreau? That's a really good question. Let me call call somebody. I feel like Calgary fans must feel a certain way about that. Kadri is making seven mil a year. So okay, did, I thought he was making more than that. That's still a lot. Did, yeah. Did did didn't Johnny Goudreau like take a deal in Columbus? Uh, he might have. I'm pretty sure it like wasn't even the highest offer he got. Oh yeah, there was like it was like there was like one or two teams that made an offer. It's like I'm not going there. No. It's like, you crazy. Can't pay enough. He took Goudreau's a discount making, to go to Ohio. Goudreau is making almost ten million a year. So it's just strange to pay Kadri <laughs> seven, but not Johnny 10. I don't know. Yeah. What do I know, dude? Um, I still don't like Kadri. Like, oh, no, no. Super talented. Cannot stand him. I no. just think of Toronto when he was in Toronto. Mm-hmm. I think of Jake DeBrusque. I think of like angry playoff Jake DeBrusque. My favorite Jake dude, DeBrusque. Speaking of Jake DeBrusque, dude, uh, the behind the B clip from this week of uh marshy getting announced back into the lineup <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's jd pasta and who who's jd sitting with in that clip i don't remember there's somebody else there uh but <laughs> pasta delivered like the line of the year to this point which are i'm for sure gonna use just in clips Underneath, are you gonna, are you gonna uh, play it or are you gonna? Read yes, it? I am. Sorry, I was trying okay. to buy time there. I was like, because I know it if you need me to step in. Good God, clean. Say goodbye to Puck. Say goodbye to Puck. I want that just as a gif. So, like, whenever he scores, like, we can just play that. It doesn't work super well, but any t- any takeaway. I'm for sure like putting that, that makes audio sense. Yeah, underneath that. Makes sense. that. Say goodbye, Say goodbye to Tupac. Tupac. That is so good. <laughs> so funny. Uh, and I love that JD is happy JD again. I like that he's back yeah. to being a locker room guy. He's so silly. Like he's 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 just a silly, goofy guy. God bless him. Uh, I think it was like from behind the B, it was like the, the first game where he mm-hmm. like gave, it was like one game where he like gave the game puck to Olmark. Mm-hmm. And I think it was the first game. And like he went up to him and did this like fake little accelerated like goalie hug thing, like with the mm-hmm. like the lean back arms open. He does like with Swayman. Yeah. And I was like, oh Jake. You're oh, so silly. Jake. What you doing? Uh Calgary was kind of dominating, dude, early on. Uh they got that goal in six shots uh before the bees got one. Uh, and their first shot came on the power play. Uh they were, they this up, was a sorry, go ahead. They ended up getting four shots on that power play. That is more shots on a power play than the Blues had in three power plays last game. 
Isn't there they're still like their power plays at like 30, 35% right now in Calgary? Sounds... The the Calgary's power play is at 35%. Is that what you're telling me right now? I Brick said something about being 30, 30, 30 to 35%. And I was like, serious? that's that's a lot of goals. There's no way that's the case. Regardless, they I mean they were super physical last night. I think that was the most oh, yeah. physical game of the year so far. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I can think of like one relatively recently. Oh no, they're probably at twenty percent. What did I hear? The wrong thing. Like, apparently, there there was one other really physical game recently, but uh, this is definitely in the in the upper few. The Pittsburgh game got pretty physical. Pittsburgh, yeah. But yeah, um, I mean, any any team with Milan Lucic on it, you're, you you got to have hitting as a pretty big part of the equation. Yeah, yeah, and we'll get to some more physicality down the line. Is this dude? The well, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. But uh, B's power play looks incredible. Dangerous. Dangerous. The, the passing all around tonight was. Like the accuracy was like five to ten percent off, but the the mm. decision making was really quick. Like there was like a lot of like super fast, like quick handle passes. There was like one to Felino in the slot where it came from him, came to him from behind the net, and he like in while spinning collected it and like passed it backhand to somebody. Mm-hmm. And I was like Nick, who what who are you? Are we who sure are this you? is the same Nick Felino? Did Marcus just did Marcus just start showing up for the Bruins and nobody really said anything about it? Like, I don't. I'm willing to call it for a DNA test at some point soon. Something's going on. It's somebody in a bald cap. I don't understand what's happening. It just feels like when everything's clicking, everything's clicking, dude. It's like when when you get production from everywhere and everyone is just on the same page. It's like incredible what you get from. Guys like Felino Zaka had a huge game. He was involved in the offense like crazy. And it's like when things are clicking, dude, there's just there's just no telling who's gonna play a big role. I I, I might have this might have been a one-off notice, but I noticed that Zaka holds his stick really high. Does he? It seems like both his hands are higher up on the stick than normal. There was like one entry where I like I re- it really stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's strange. It looks stiff. And I was like, that might have just been an awkward moment, but do you think if you told him to? Fi- oh, you're talking about Zaka. I thought I thought you said no, Shik. Never mind. No, uh, no, no, uh, Tom. Uh, he'll get there. I'm not. I still love his play. No, sick. I, I think he's he's still really good. He's so big on the penalty kill. Like there's not a coincidence that the Bruins have as good of a penalty kill as they do, and that No sick gets as much time on the penalty kill as he does. Like super, super important. Like really unsexy role to have on the team, but like wildly important. Yeah, especially definitely. on like a very defensively minded, not even minded, but defensively strong team. Mm. Uh, speaking of defense, Connor Clifton. I thank you. I was just about to be like, I know yeah. this is like Chuck's game back, but holy shit, what a game for Connor Clifton! All the way through, dude. All the way through. Um, he does get the goal in the first period to tie things up. Uh, gets his own rebound, dude. That's the kind of offensive involvement that you would just never have seen last year like uh, to follow up on his own rebound into the low circle is is a brand new style of hockey for this team and it works 
It was such a, I was, it was really exciting to see. And I'm, I say live, live to me. It was live to me, damn it. Uh, but he took that shot and like, you can see the goalie, like he like kind of stumbles and has to like prop himself up with his glove hand. And like mm. in that instant, like Clifton like hops in and like guns up to like the rebound and tucks it in. I love that goal. I thought that was such a good goal. And that first shot was was good too. And it was uh over a diving Milan Lucic over the humpback whale that is a belly down Milan Lucic. And he he takes up a lot of real estate, so it's impressive it didn't hit him. He sure does. But yeah, man, I mean you you can't be giving Cliffy that that much space. I mean, I don't know if no. teams are going to start to game plan for the Bruins a little differently, but giving um giving shooting lanes to defensemen right now or room to follow up offensively and and pinch down is killing teams yeah especially like against this team like not even just in general but like specifically the bruins right now like why would stop giving them space i don't understand yeah stop and letting them score on yeah, you i, was I don't say, get it this is so hockey's so easy like <laughs> score and then don't let them score it's it is so much easier said than done but it's just like it's things like that belly down block by Lucci. It's like, all right, you're out of the play now. Yeah. And like an offensively gifted defenseman. That's the Mike like Riley clear special. ass lane. Yeah. Yeah. The like, I'll spin like that'll do it. And like Riley, uh, by the way, this week on waivers placed on waivers. What? Nope. what I don't think anybody took him. Did he clear? He must have. I didn't hear any. I feel like that would have definitely that news would have come to my front door if Mike Riley was gone. Um, I am not a fan of Mike yesterday, Riley. so he I don't even think it's been 24 hours, 24 hours yet. Nobody's going to take him three million dollar contract for Mike Riley. Unless I get team is like really struggling and they have a lot of cap space. I don't I don't see anybody grabbing him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he is in Providence. Sorry, he did. clear. Okay. Yeah, that's oh, the moment they put him on waivers. It's like, OK, we know McAvoy's returning like that's yeah. not a a coincidence. They're They're so like poorly executing how cryptic they want to be about people returning. Mm-hmm. Always checking boxes. Thanksgiving. I love it. Thanksgiving 2024. <laughs> Just kidding. It's today. Like, He's like checking yeah, boxes. We, we, we can see him on the ice. Like, you're, it's like <laughs> we have some he, exciting news he's standing right behind you. Like, <laughs> yeah, like you're, you're not breaking anything. The game here. started 30 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> we think McAvoy is going to be good soon. <laughs> Yeah, he scored the game winner tonight. Yeah, fuck yeah, I did. Oh, oh man, I love it. I love it. That it, uh, it's it, okay. So Krejci scored in his first game back. Mm-hmm. Marshan scored twice in his first game back. McAvoy scored in his first game back. Montgomery had like some quote. He's just like, "Yeah, we need a hat trick from Forbert." Like <laughs> he's like, "We need a shutout from Swayman and a hat trick from Forbert." I'm like, "Bet." Like, watch me like. I don't, I, Forbert, I don't even know what I would a do. Forbert hat trick. Remember last season where Forbert scored like two goals in the first like five or six games, and everyone's like, he's gonna win the Rocket Richard. Like <laughs> it's like evil Derek Forbert be like, I am going to win the Rocket Richard. And like Do you think he's got a shot this year? No. I do. Dude, we're gonna have a lot of fun with Chucky Norris graphics. I was thinking about oh, yeah. that. Chuck oh, yeah. Norris. We're going to have a lot of fun oh, with that. Oh, oh, there it is. I like that. There's something there. I was like trying to draft up something last night. I was like, there's something here. We can make something. We'll make Another, t-shirts or something. A good Montgomery quote. This is about Felino. He's, he's mm-hmm. helping us win in so many different ways. I can't find him enough ice time. 
love that. About Felino? Yeah. I can't find him enough ice time. God bless him. Uh, I mean, there's I, some... Let, let's just get right to it then. Because, I mean, the, the end of the second period there after that goal... Actually, uh, I I, I kind of I'm sorry to interrupt. The first but I, period, I, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I the the real quick the penalty on DeBrusque mm-hmm. for moving the goalie's stick. Yes, I've never seen that before. It I did thing. not know that was a penalty. It's weird to me. Like I, I guess it makes sense. Like that, like they don't want you doing it, but I didn't know it was like hard coded as a rule. They called it interference, which I guess makes sense. But that seems like a misnomer. But. Yeah. Well, I also feel like I you've definitely seen plays where they're like moving the stick out of the way, especially mm-hmm. like when you're on the power play or something. Mm-hmm. But I've never I just don't think that scenarios ever happened to have mm-hmm. been witnessed before for me anyways, where someone's just like, I'm going to move the goalie stick out of the way, even though the stick is right next to him. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. He seemed you know confused what, by it. You know what you don't see as much anymore that I used to see back in the day is. um <clears throat> Well, you you used to see like defensemen like pick up the goalie stick and give it to him, which like mm-hmm. does still happen. You do still see that, but what you don't see anymore is defensemen handing over their stick. Well, the I, I I always thought it was all right. Actually, I don't think I've ever seen that because I've seen defensemen lose their stick, and the defensemen are always the priority. So forwards will give them their stick. That I see not mm-hmm. infrequently. Never seen anybody give a regular stick to a goalie. Can they use a regular one, or is there like they some can, rule against and that? You can do it, and like it used to be pretty commonplace, especially if like you know, like stick gets lost like at, at a distance where he, you know, like your goalie's not going to get it for like a defenseman to hand over their stick. Hmm. Um, but you just, I, you just don't see it. Probably because the metrics say like, hey, a defenseman not having a stick is like also very bad. So yeah. like, it's a pick your poison kind of deal. So like, I don't know, just don't allow a shot right now. I don't know. Yeah, hockey's so easy. Everybody overcomplicates this thing. Yeah, stop letting them score. Stop giving them space. Don't let them shoot. Don't the drop puck. your stick. Don't drop your stick. Fine. You need that. Uh, but yeah, that was a weird one. That's a weird call. It's one that you don't see a lot. Um, good thing the Bruins don't allow power play goals at home. Ever, it, apparently. It just doesn't happen. So if, if you thought that was going to happen, forget about it. Fuck you. If you thought that was going to happen, fuck you. Get out of our city. It's not even a fucking joke. Shut this podcast off right fucking now. Uh, they did actually almost give up a shorty, though, at the beginning of the really, second. Real close. Real close. Real close. Yeah. Uh, Olmark. We haven't shouted out Linus Olmark yet on this show. My Linus God. Olmark. Ow! What a performance. A house. A, br- a brick house. So good. He's, uh, yeah, dude, he's just unbelievable. And then... <clears throat> to to have a, a a dicey one make its way through early on and and, and then that was it yeah i mean when your goalie's been as good as omar's been which i i'm going to look up his numbers right now because i i want to guess but i feel like i'm underselling him there was uh an early in the second it looked like he had made a really big like left to right like push save Mm-hmm. And like Jack, like oh, what a save! And mm-hmm. then the, they, when they show the replay, it, like he didn't save it; he just shot it at the side of the net. And they had shown yeah. the replay from top down, and Jack and one Jack or Brick were like, "I don't know if that was going in or not." And I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, we missed the cage entirely." <laughs> I definitely know. Like, I have a guess. Um, so he's got a nine thirty six save percentage. 
Uh, he's got a one nine five goals against. He's leading the league in wins by like a good margin, I think, too, by like yeah. two or three wins. He's got ten now. <laughs> he is ten and one in his twelve games. Must be nice. Uh, that is just crazy. So shout out Linus Olmark. But what I was going to say is when you have a guy playing as well as he's played so much better than his career numbers are, you expect things like things have got to even out at some point. Yeah. You got to regress the uh, mean. Yeah. And so, you know, he lets up an early, an early one and you think, Hey, you know, maybe tonight's the night it happens. It's bound to happen. He's playing a lot more. Kincaid's got zero games under his belt. And since Swayman went down, it's been just Olmark. If there was ever a game where he's feeling the exhaustion a little bit, now might be the time. And instead, he puts on like an incredible performance, like a, a top five performance easy this year, tonight. Uh, that diving save. I don't care that it wasn't going in. He, I don't care. He made an incredible diving save. That's what happened. And he touched it, so it's a shot on goal. And he looked good, damn it. Did he touch it? I, I think it like just fully hit he got twine. the paddle of his stick. I don't think he did. No, I don't think so. Well, he might have. He might. I, I, I watched it very sleepy, very late at night, and very. I watched it at three times speed, so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but shortly after, uh, the that almost shorty early on that kicked off this Allmark conversation. Rooney, Kevin Rooney, Kevin Rooney, Kevin Rooney, Kevin Rooney. Has an ugly hit on Noshik behind the net. Follows through with his forearm behind, like on the back of Noshik's head. Hits his face into the dasher. Noshik's visibly shaken up. That was in the third period. Was it the third period? Yeah. It's the, my first why, note for the third period. Why did period. I write this down in the second period? Are we sure? Yes. It was the third period. It was Very early sure. in the third. I'm sorry. I'm so fucking sorry. God damn it. <laughs> No, that's fine. Rob, fine. I'm so sorry, dude. My, I'm fucking do you want to do you want to stop the show? <laughs> Perms permanently. <laughs> yeah, do you want to? All right. All right. Well, we had a good episode. run. Thanks, everybody. Bear with me. <laughs> we got to stop doing this. Uh, no, I, honestly, I'm fine with bouncing around a bit. That's fine. Like, right. I, just, yeah, I really I mean, want to. I want to talk about it anyways. Like, let's just get to it because I, I want to talk about it, too. So I've watched this back about seven times. The hit or the um, fight? Or all I of guess it. all of it. Okay. A whole sequence. Uh, so yeah, no shit gets hit behind the net by Rooney. Felino fight ensues. I'm more fixed on the small details that happened here. There is a change going on in the neutral zone. Felino is just coming off of the bench when this hit happens. Felino tracks down Rooney, shoves him to the ice along the boards. Arm goes up for an interference call, right? Felino plants himself in front of the net as he does, ready to clear out. Play continues for a little bit. Noshik also made his way off the ice because hurt, not feeling too great. Uh, and the second Rooney comes in back into the play, gets in front of the net. He skates like right in front of Felino. It's like Nick saw his numbers and his wires crossed. It's like he saw 21 and he ah and started, you know, throwing punches at his head and um and and they got right to it. Shout out to Rooney for for just going for it. He obviously wanted no part in it. Yeah. Uh I I don't like the instigator penalty. How is mm -hmm. that not an instigator? 
No, a hundred percent. I thought like that's he what comes, the penalty was at first. So did I. I was like, well, there's there goes Nick. That's the game for Nick. Because he mm-hmm. goes up behind him, kind of just puts him in a headlock, and then like it looks like he's just taking his helmet off. And then like he takes his gloves off before I think Rooney even fully turns around. Yeah. Like I'm like, that that is like what I think the instigator is for. It's like I don't we're not I'm not you know they're talking. Like he definitely came up to him mm-hmm. and was like, We're fighting, like just mm-hmm. accept that. But it just it happened so quickly and like it just seemed that it was so strongly more initiated by Nick than it was like mutual. Oh, yeah. That I was like, that needs to be an instigator. Right. And that it wasn't. I was not upset. Wasn't mm-hmm. upset. I, I don't like the instigator, but I think but yeah, the that, that. officials kind of have a gauge on the game situation. Okay. Like like I think the, the officials saw that hit. Yeah, well, that was a bad. OK, let's talk about the hit real quick. It was too. bad. That was not a good hit. That was on the number. Like he was spinning maybe a little bit, but it was on the numbers. He finished up high, like it, and, and not even like an malice. It was bad because I don't, I don't think it was great, but mm-hmm. the impact it had on Nosek because like Nosek was, he got his bell wrong. Like you could oh, tell, yeah. like he, he was kind of bracing just by himself mm-hmm. right in front of the official. Yeah. Yeah. This was actually the only thing I knew about the game. Because when I got in my car to drive home, mm. Defumi uploaded a video. It was just Nick Foligno fights uh, Rooney. And I was like, mm. oh, well, all right. Well, I have that to look forward to. Mm. So I kind of kept, every time he was on the ice, I was waiting for a really shitty hit. Because, mm. like, I figured that's what it would be for Foligno to fight. Mm. It would have to be kind of defending somebody. Not have to be. I assumed it would be. Mm. But the moment that hit happened, I was like, oh, there it is. Here it comes. And then Felino comes flying into the frame <laughs> from the bench, which Superman is actually what happened. Him. It's crazy. Like, watch it back. It's like he, because j- I was watching the Defumi video too. He comes from out of frame. It's like Nick to the rescue. And he rocked him too. Oh, that, yeah. It was such a cathartic thing. I was, I was trying to, how do you feel about that, him doing that before the fight? Are you, did that. Doing what? Did, like the fact that he went up to him and then took a penalty before they fought um, in, in a, in a one goal Rooney, game in the third period. I think Rooney has soft legs. Okay. Uh, Cause I think that shove is not a penalty if he doesn't go down. Okay. But I think that shove hard, is like a, hmm? I thought he hit him pretty hard. He was gliding pretty well. And then he really rocked him. He, Wasn't he, he pushing put, him down? Like he like extends his arms into his hips. Like he, it's like a, it's like a, a, a shove at the hip, but it's. I think a stronger skater stays on his feet, and I don't think that's okay. a call. I think it's like, I think that's a hey, we're gonna go shove. Okay, yeah, that's kind of what I figured. Like, I don't think it was really a secret that Nick wanted to fight him by that point, anyways. But I think if he had trucked him, yeah, okay, I'm rewatching it right now, and it's like he gets him from like it's like he pushes him like top down, like he pushes him down to the ice, not even just like out. But yeah, he he fell a little a little easy. Yeah, and I, I don't think he dove. I think he just has soft legs. Yeah, that's and uh, I think if he stays on his feet, that's not a penalty. I don't. I think that was a hey, we're gonna go shove. Okay, like hey, I saw what you did, and we're gonna go. Uh, and then the fight itself. Yeah. Well, dude. First of all, how about Omar getting caught in the crossfire? <laughs> that was my favorite part. <laughs> and like knocking the net off to try to get out yeah. of the way. It was just for a moment. He was just like awkwardly a part of the fight. Like <laughs> I was like, all right, boop, move away, move away, move away. No, 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 no. <laughs> he was, he did, did he there was like a, he just stood there for a second, and then it was like this will be fine. And then like they threw one punch, and they were already on him. He's like, and then he kind of skated into the like past the trapezoid and in the corner a little bit. 
I like that Nick, he just Nick was fucking, through the net. Nick was furious too. He was yelling well after the fight too. Like yeah. in, in the box up to and in the box was yelling at him. Not a John Boy employee, dude, but I'll tell you this, uh, pretty clearly saying, What the fuck was that? Yeah. Like he's pointing behind the net, pointing to where the hit happened, and saying, What the fuck was that? Um uh, and he, he true, what good. the fuck was that? Yeah. He got Rooney good. There was like I think Rooney had like one quasi decent punch on him but like the last like three or four were just nick giving him the noogies like i don't know if rooney does have really soft legs or if he turtled a bit but that does does nick rooney shave his legs that's <laughs> how soft are these legs i gotta touch him i gotta find out <laughs> i'm guessing these are these are some meaty boys these are some, some soft investigative boys journalism but uh it there's a fight that didn't have like a, a knockout blow, but like if you just watched Rooney's part of it, you would have guessed there was one. I don't know. I, I Nick wanted more of them and I, I don't blame him, but he was, uh, he just kept going, dude. I always get worried when I see that happen. When, when guys are on the ice and still throwing punches, I'm like, uh Oh, like how far are we going to go? Is this going to be a whole thing? Do you remember Sean Thornton mm -hmm. getting suspended for 15 games? Mm-hmm. Because he knocked out Brooks Orpik. That was a wild game. I remember that game very well. Yeah, that was that was a little late. I remember that, that was the same. I think there was a game Orpik need Marchand in the head when like Marchand was like kind of like on his hands and knees and Orpik skated by, leaned his knee into his head and then like spun him around. Mm -hmm. And then Orpik wouldn't fight anybody about it. So Thornton like mm -hmm. slew foot him after a whistle and then punched him in the face when he was on the ice. Not one of those. Clean one of those fun days on Twitter where everybody's like, Sean Thornton's a goon. Yeah. yeah Marshy's getting what he deserves. How does he oh, like God. it? Yeah. I love that when guys get need in the head and are then told they deserve it. That's awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, anyway, anywho, anyhow, uh, uh, broadcast comment. This is now I'm in the second yeah. period again. This is what I yeah. noticed during the second period. I fucking hate the advertisements in <sighs> the zones, the Jaeger ad. Oh. It's so jarring to me. Like I, it's so not noticeable, which I get is the point, but it just looks bad. And I am so tired of the digital boards. Stop making them move so much. Mm -hmm. Like the fucking wheel running around the board. That's so mm -hmm. distracting. The truck. Yeah. yeah. Like we can stop with the animated ads. I get that. Like digital gives you the freedom to like sell time on the air. I get mm -hmm. it. But like sell the time on the air. The animated shit looks horrific. And I get it's like drawing your attention, but it's like it's detracting from the product, which is like the last thing an advertiser wants to hear. So if you're an advertiser, if you work for one of those advertisers, let them know that the general consensus, not just from us two, but from the Internet as well. The general consensus is you guys are detracting from the product that you're supposed to be advertising on. I feel less likely to use your product because I hate you. I'm not I'm not buying Jaeger, dude. I was going to buy, I buy my six bottles at the beginning of the week and, you know. Oh, you're down. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm get Yeah. Well, I'm, I've been taking Tuesdays off and I, I was ordering. I know I just at the beginning of the week, but I was doing it yesterday uh, because I, I wanted to get a head start big weekend. Yeah. And I saw those, those Jägermeister ads and I thought. I don't I don't know if I want to support this company if they want if they deserve my business. So just know that lifelong you're, you're, user. You like walk up to the TV to turn it off, you just 
walking through a sea of empty Jaeger bottles. <laughs> I don't support this at all. Like, clank, clank, clank. No, it, I, no I I it, it was really distracting. And like we've talked about our displeasure with how the league is right now and a big mm-hmm. part of it is like the new form of advertising. It's because it feels like it's getting harder to be an NHL fan. Mm-hmm. And like you know, like when I go to the garden now, it's like the seats are so much smaller. Like mm-hmm. compare it when they changed the seats from yellow to black, I think they added a couple seats per row. Mm-hmm. And you feel it. Like it's like you get to know the person sitting next to you. Like you guys, you're, you're thigh on thigh the whole night. It is an unreasonable size. Yeah. It is not like, it is not, oh, they're a little smaller. They made some room and whatever. Cause like they used to be luxury. Like they're, they're too small. Like yeah. they're, they're unreasonably small. So I'm in a chair right now. <laughs> that Like this would be a perfect size. This would be a perfect size. It holds my butt. That's all I want. That's all I want. When I sit, in the guard, especially in the balcony, the armrests touch either side of my hips. Like, are it's like, like I feel them both as I sit down. Yeah. And I'm not the biggest bootied bitch out there. I'm a, I'm like six feet, two hundred pounds. I'm like an an average hockey player size, and I'm an average hockey player because I play. Uh. It's insane, dude. It's it's unreasonable. It's like smaller than Fenway's hundred year old seats. I'm like six one two twenty, so it's not my favorite thing. And I have hockey player legs for some reason, despite not being able to skate. I just I look as though I play hockey, but I I can't. So when I sit down, it's like I I'm like my elbows are like tucked into my ribs. And like my knees are together, like, and even then, I'm it's like, like I feel the need to apologize to the people around me. I'm like, hey, we're sharing a seat, pretty much. So I, I don't, I don't love that. And like, I remember it not being that bad. And the first season I went in after they changed the seats, I was like, oh no. And like, I, you don't have any leg room either. Like, my toes are hitting the seat in front of me. Not, not my favorite. And the thing is, we talked about this. They're never going to change them back. They're going to make it worse, if anything. Yeah, there's no reason that they would like sell less tickets. What well, you added one seat per row? That's like what on average, like thirteen rows a section and like thirty section. That's like what, like four hundred new seats. I don't know. Face value would be like seventy dollars on average, if not more. Probably hundred dollars on average. Mm-hmm. So an extra like four grand a game. 40 grand a game. 40, 40 grand, grand a game. game. Yeah. You're going to take $40,000 a game away from the Jacobs family? I don't think so. No. They're not going to have that. So you times 41 home games, dude. Yeah, that's so You're talking 1.6 mil. That was good math. Thanks. They're not going to. might be wrong, but it was good. It was fast. I was, said it, it was confidently. Confident. That's really it. We've been over this. It's all about sounding confident. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's upsetting. So between you know the digital ads, the ads on the jerseys now, which are like not that bad, but like it's just the fact that they're happening at all. It's not like oh, it's ruining the jersey. It's just it's like, a gateway not, ad. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's like oh, we're they're getting us used to this. So when it transitions into much larger and more ads on the jersey, we're like, well, you know, it's still not that bad. 
I don't, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, no. you know, you know, it did look good. It's Brad Marshall. Bradley, <sighs> he's so good. He's Him and Pasta, they were their their hands are on tonight. Like Pasta had a few really good dangles, and so he had a Marshall. couple of dipsy doodles, dude. In the third, yeah, he he's just so consistently that. Yeah, it's like if you see him on a rush, it's like basically like once he's crossing the blue line, you know, like, oh, he's going to do something impressive. Like you can just see it like it's not 100 percent of the time. You know, sometimes he sits and waits and is patient and looks around. But there's a certain way that he skates where you can tell, like, oh, I'm about to see some shit. Yeah. When he gets the legs moving and then I love that movie. He does it pretty frequently. It's like he'll be coming with the left wing. He'll have the puck like almost behind him on his right hip. And he'll mm-hmm. drag it between his legs and then mm-hmm. like do that like backhand to forehand move when he collects it in front of him. Mm-hmm. And then he'll usually kind of cut in on the goalie and go backhand forehand and try to tuck it in. Mm-hmm. But like if he has speed on the on the defender and he pulls that move off, like he's he's very good about keeping that puck. And even if not, if it comes off his stick into the boards, he's good on the boards and he'll probably tie him up or get the puck back. And if not, you have Brad Marsh and Patrice Bergeron or not. No, you have Hall and Krejci coming in. Which, Both of which are, yep, those are people I want on the boards. Did you notice Krejci gave away the puck directly to Lucic? I was like, it's just muscle memory. He's just passing it to Lucic. I did Definitely. not notice that. I did notice that Krejci just gives the puck um, to anybody else. I think Krejci's taken zero shots in my lifetime. He had that really good slap shot. Because I, I have a note that I think Krejci has a pretty underrated slap shot. I don't remember it. Yeah, he took it was a really good scoring chance, actually. It was like he was coming off of the blue line and like kind of closed in to the slot a bit because <clears throat> he had the ice. Mm. And he just it's like his stick is completely straight. He has it like way up in the air and just like a very clean movement down. Mm-hmm. It's like the blues game. He had that shot on goal on that slap shot. Mm-hmm. Just like it was just him rushing in. He was like, Well, I could just take a slap shot. And he beat him clean. He beat Bennington clean, it but it just hit post. Mm-hmm. Krejci is, I don't know I think, why this, those don't stick with me. Krejci is a little underwhelming to me right now. He's I don't know if he's just getting, getting eclipsed. Done. I don't know if he's just getting eclipsed by how good everybody else is, but I, I want to see a bit more Krejci magic. And I, I mean, have he not just been seeing it. He was just playing against not NHL players for a year, and he's also eighty-eight years old. We also started the season well. Like it's mm-hmm. not even like oh he had, when he came in he's still adjusting it's like he came in was scoring and producing immediately. Mm-hmm. But I, I think know. I think it's just one of those like there's not a there's not a demand right now for it. It's not yeah. like hey Krejci, you gotta pick it up you gotta whatever it's like everything's clicking like don't eight eighteen don't different think, goal scorers in fourteen games. Yeah, it's like I don't think we need to put the pressure on him. I think it's just like. Hey, let him do his thing. It's all working. It's all working right now. So if a time comes where production's down, you can look at him maybe and be like, hey, like you're a guy we need to step it up. But yeah. And it's not like he's a liability. Like he's not making the team worse. He's just not scoring as much, which is fine right now. Like whatever. It'll it'll come in waves. Yeah. The the beginning of the season might have been a little too good to be true. It's just like, I don't know. He's, he's, what we should have expected. Yeah. I, I, and I, I, or close I don't think it. we've seen the last of his prowess in terms of like scoring. I think we'll, mm-hmm. like I said, I think he'll probably, he'll probably, I bet he'll have a hat trick this year. I can see that. Great. Yeah. I yeah. can see that too. I can see that. Um, 
Still no power play goals given up at home. What's up? I would say a lot of penalties tonight. A lot of penalties. A lot of penalties tonight. What I want to look at the exact. I say tonight. It was last night. You know what I'm talking about. Let me pull up some stats from this game here. Nope. Yeah, it, it just it was such a big special teams night. It was, I think uh, Calgary ended up having like at least six power plays, and they didn't score on the power play. The first goal was like right as the penalty, the power play expired, so it was like kind of still a power play goal, but not technically. Hmm. Yeah, no, I don't think it. I don't think it was. I think it was a second or two after. No, it, it definitely wasn't. But it was just. It was good good for the stats because the Bruins are still leading the league in penalty kill. You know, it shouldn't be this hard to just find the box score. I agree. Lindome is a plus 15. That's obnoxious. <laughs> Get out of here with that. Oh, my God. There we go. All right. How many Pimmers in this game? Oh, my God. Was it a lot? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen total penalties in this game if you include the fight. So really like eleven. Um it's a lot. Carlo had a couple really bad trip calls. Not like they were real. They were not bad calls, mm-hmm. but he was a little undisciplined. He had a couple good hits. He had like right before that Felino fight, he had a hit mm-hmm. on Lucic. He hit him pretty well on the boards. And then Dude, Clifton, I feel mm-hmm. I was saying Clifton rocked Lucic as well. Dude, Luch, how many more years does Luch have? Does he? This is the end of his contract with Calgary. It is. Yeah. He's got to be. This has got to be it, yeah, right? I mean, yeah, unless he wants to get like a one year, two year team friendly deal, vet minimum. I don't know. I mean, I don't like, I don't take see him at much. the deadline. No. I don't think I don't think we have room for him. And like we don't play the bruiser style hockey and it would kind of not fit what we're up to right now. I love Luch, but I don't yeah. I don't think it's I mean right Felino, we've talked about it. Felino kinda is the Luch of old. Yeah, but it's better. Like, but better. Offensively better. <laughs> yeah. Luch is still Luch. Luch will bury people, but he's still just a massive human being. That he is. I wish ESPN actually does a good job with uh, the box scores and like their. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at as well. Yeah, the McAvoy goal too. That was oh, nice. Yeah. That that felt so good to see that. It was great. Have we talked about it yet? Uh, we did briefly. I don't think in detail. We just kind of mentioned that it happened. Oh my god! Yeah, but just yeah. like that shot, like that is such a McAvoy goal too. Like on the blue line, and like you kind of expect the defenseman to kind of pass it to their left or right and kind of keep everybody moving a bit. But McAvoy's like, no, I can see the net. And like, and he just like snaps it on. And like, because he's Charlie McAvoy, that'll go in a good amount of the time. Those like wristers from the point are, it's so like postmodern. It's so contemporary. I don't know. It's just like, it's just something that like you just wouldn't see in hockey past. And it's, awesome it's just awesome uh especially when like you get a guy like mcavoy who can just like snip high stick from the point Mm -hmm. untouched um and 
I think there was like a moment of deliberation where he went to move it and saw like I have two guys directly screening uh, Dan Vladar right now. Speaking try of it. names, the greatest Boston Bruin of all time. Do you believe that? He's in the conversation, maybe, maybe. obviously, but do you maybe. think he's actually number one? I'll say two. Two behind two. Martin Jones. Joachim Nordstrom. Martin Jones. Martin he was, Jones. He was a Bruin for about 15 minutes. Uh, so, so do you put Nordstrom as third then? He's well, I'll say he's tied for second. I forgot Nordstrom yeah. played for the Bruins. When you texted me, because yeah. you're like trying to remember that Swedish player you were talking about last episode, you're like, yeah. oh, Joachim Nordstrom. I was like, who? And I looked him up. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Him. He was my man. I had I, his jersey. This season is so good that I'm just like mm -hmm. actively deleting memories of previous seasons to make more room for memories this year. And he was what he was on. He was quickly erased. Apparently. You cannot do not delete the memory of Joachim Nordstrom. Let's try to get Nordy on Who? this show. Who? Joachim Nordstrom. Joachim. Uh, Daryl Suter looks like a droopy old dog. He looks like the like the Looney Tunes, not even Looney Tunes, but like the, the cartoon character, like will I get you right again, sir? Like like the big jowls, the big droopy ears. That's exactly what he looks like. He talks like that too. He looks like a chicken. He looks like a chicken, also a little bit. He looks like a sad animal. Definitely. <laughs> he looks it's like some sad animal on an abandoned farm. I mean, to bring up all those things and not mention like a tortoise. Is, is oh, kind that's of a good point. Yeah. You got to mention that he kind of looks like a tortoise. I like Suter a lot too. Like I, I, I think he's a really great coach. I just like his one-liners to the press. That's my take a shit. Yeah, the take a shit sounds Scottish sometimes. Is Which he... one of his? Dude, just just going and watching like Daryl Suter's best moments. I love coaches like that. The ones who are just really candid. But in a funny way. That's why I like Tortorella. I never want Tortorella in Boston for a lot of reasons, but I love that he exists. I love watching Tort's press conferences. Do you remember when he went to the other team's locker room and started screaming at them? <laughs> there was like a whole fight in the no. hall. You remember this? This was years ago. I forget what was going on. But like he went to the other team's locker room and there's like a video of like him with like an entourage and like being met by the other team and they're just screaming at each other what it's awesome i love it i don't know it was i don't even remember the context i remember that and like i remember patrick waugh fighting somebody on the bench yeah. like he was like shoving the glass the partition down. he broke it <laughs> he's like pushing it down on like the national broadcast guys like, yeah <laughs> oh, i think patrick good. waugh was a coach for like seven minutes he would like pull the goalie with like seven minutes left like <laughs> like what what are you doing like just anything to win, baby. Anything to win. We they'll never see it coming. <laughs> We're not gonna play with a goalie tonight. Have you ever heard that clip of Suter? He's like <laughs> I think it was like during training camp or something. He was with the Kings. And he comes up to the podium and before anyone asks him anything, he's like, It's been a bad day. I I lost my glasses earlier and I, I had to go to Walmart and get get replacement glasses and they're they're no good they don't work so it's been a hard day i don't know if i really want to take questions right now have you heard that no I, i'm just picturing him like with his head hanging down like i don't really want to talk to anybody right now <laughs> it's been a hard day 
Can we do this later? Sounded very Canadian there. He looks. I'm getting. I'm getting kind of some bird vibes too. It kind of looks like Big Bird. Mm, we could yeah. just sit here. And oh say, yeah, well, honestly, Peter Big Bird like. might be the like a sad Big Bird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a sad man. <laughs> he just looks upset to be a hockey coach. <laughs> he's like, "How did this happen? How oh did get, man, how did I get here?" Uh, speaking of Daryl Sutter, um, empty net goal. What an oddly skillful empty net goal that was. What a selfless move by our boy Bradley Marchand. Yeah, oh, I love that. That is honestly one of my favorite things mm-hmm. with the Bruins. And it's been this way for so long. It's almost like a competition who can't score the empty net. They're like, mm-hmm. no, I insist. No, you take it. Like, like there was one, I think it was Bergeron's thousandth game. Mm-hmm. And like Poster had the empty net. He was skating right up to it. No one was around him at all. And he skated up and then just dropped it right on the line with Bergeron coming right behind him. And Bergeron tucked it in. You could see Bergeron was upset about it. He was like, come on. Like, no, you you're just gonna make me score. Ah, yeah, right. The you son of a bitch. Like, I think I was gonna say, I think Pasta is the one guy who's noticeably not as selfless as everyone else. Yeah, the one guy in on the team most likely to hit 50 goals. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like you can very much tell that, like, he had an opportunity to drop it back, Pasta did, but instead he, like, dipsy doodled his way into, like, still having a beautiful empty netter. You can hear the Harlem Globetrotters theme playing. He's like, oh, if you insist, I guess, whoop, 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 split the D. Yeah, just collecting backhand. it out of the air in stride, doing a forehand backhand back to forehand D, and then just tucking it in as somebody's trying to make a play on him. He's like, oh, He's like he doesn't even acknowledge them. He's just like, oh, no, I was doing this. You kind of were just around. Like, Excuse me. I love it. I was it. kind of in the middle of something here. The that was the game, dude. That was the game. Uh, I stand by what I said. It never felt close. Uh, especially yeah. once McAvoy got that second one. It was like, ah, this game's over. Yeah, that was actually another part of like me trying to uh, decipher what you were saying. Is that the, As I started to notice that for the most part, the Bruins were outplaying them. I was like, okay, we're going to witness. Mm-hmm. Um, Would you have felt that same way had I not said that? That it didn't actually feel close. Um. Yeah, like not. It didn't feel like the Bruins ran away with it, but it didn't. Re. I was. I didn't really feel all that threatened by Calgary. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't getting the best chances, and when they were, like Olmark was big, or Tafali just like fully missed an open net. Mm-hmm. Um. Which oops. But no, I, I I agree that like the Bruins definitely were the they deserved to win that game. I think if Calgary was like 15% better, the Bruins could have lost that though. Like, I, I think that was still a little too close because like, mm-hmm. like I was saying earlier, the, how quickly they were making passes, like in what passes that they wanted to make were really good. Mm-hmm. But there was like some sloppiness in terms of execution that I was like, a better team might burn you on those. Like they might like the kind of team where like you need to almost be perfect. Basically playing what I imagine it's like to play against the Bruins. It's like you can't be making these mistakes because they're the defensemen are going to make you pay. Yeah, but yeah, the Bruins are yeah. eight and zero at home. If 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 they were playing, if this was the Rangers, and they played that, maybe not the Rangers. That's I think they're an all right example. They couldn't have played this way against the Rangers. Um, I don't think they could have played this way. Um, yeah, I, just the like Wild any, put up a good game. 
Yeah, like it's and like I was saying before, how the Bruins tend to like play to the level of their opponent. It almost mm-hmm. felt like that a bit. The Bruins started to get more physical too, because Calgary was pretty physical throughout this game. <clears throat> and not in a getting away from how they want to play kind of way, but um I'm like, you're not gonna win that game against Calgary. You're not gonna win that specific facet of the game. And Calgary's gonna out bruise you, probably. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that we have we have like one or two. We have like the bottom six are good for that. Who do you think uh, are the speaking of bruising the top five on this team in penalty minutes? Uh, Lindholm's one, I think. Nope, he is three. Oh, okay. Lindholm's Tied like, for third. Lindholm mm-hmm. is fourteen penalty minutes, I think. Yeah. Uh Carlo, I could see being up there. Brandon Carlo is number five. Oh, okay. Uh, pasta maybe pasta does a lot of no not nope. pasta that's not a good guess um I'm trying to think is it a defenseman or a forward that's number one number one's a defenseman the other two are forwards. is it riley is it riley it is not riley cliffy it is connor clifton interesting mm-hmm. he gets a lot of ice time the, what, what what how many penalty minutes does he have 20 that's not that bad no it's uh than a penalty a game the guy in second uh, has played fewer games and has 19 penalty minutes. Marchand? No, that can't be right. 19, so there's a fight in there. I don't know. Uh, hmm. Who is it? Who it could is it be? AJ Greer. Really? How interesting is that, huh? That's and then number four is, is Freddie. But uh, that would have been which, a good guess, yeah. Yeah, which isn't isn't a shocker. But AJ Greer, ten games, nineteen penalty minutes. Interesting. In in averaging ten minutes on ice per game. I liked Freddie's game tonight too. Yeah, uh, again, Freddie, like not. Kind of... I think he's kind of settling into his role pretty pretty nicely. Like he's like a really good fourth liner. Like he's a good fourth liner. I and I like his physicality. He can hop in the offense. Like he's. And again, as long as you're not a liability, like I'm going to like you. Like as mm-hmm. long as you're not detracting, and as long as you're pulling your weight, which mm-hmm. I think Frederick does. And I'm biased towards thinking he did well, so I'll probably be saying that he'll be like he had like he took four undisciplined penalties and then shot it into the Bruins net. I'll be like, yeah, but like the intangibles, like so gritty. Like, dude, here's some here's some more tangies for you. Some tangible tangies. Um, Tangerine. Let's do another top five guess because this because I I like this. Um, shot percentage, scoring Marchand, percentage. Marshan is probably up there. Marshan is third. Twenty-two point two. He has four <clears throat> goals on f- eighteen shots. I say Pasta probably in the top three. Pasta is not in the top five. Interesting. Uh, he takes away. He takes so many shots. That makes sense. I'm just trying to think of like who has a good Lindholm, probably. No, really? No. Interesting. Um, I'm just going to keep guessing the good guy. Bergeron, probably. No. What the fuck? Uh, it's going to be like somebody who's taken like four shots and has two goals. Like, well, so I'll say this. The, the top one is really the only outlier that is like silly. So they've taken what, like one shot and got a goal, or like two shots and got a goal. Two shots and got a goal. All right. So who has one goal? Uh, McAvoy. 
Yes. Yeah. So McAvoy is is number one with fifty percent. Marshy, I think Marshy was shooting one hundred percent at one point. So Marshy after his first game back. Yeah. So Marshy is third, but um, the four and five are shocking. Number two is making me open my eyes a little bit to somebody. Felino. So Felino is four. No, I think twenty one point four percent. Um, which is uh, three goals on fourteen shots. Good, yeah. Who's two? AJ Greer. It's not surprising. He had a really good start. Yeah, twenty-seven point three percent, three goals on eleven shots. Did he play? I can't remember now. I don't think he no. played. Why? Like why? All right, Smith had a pretty good game, at least in the first period. Yeah, he had like a good move up the right wing. Mm-hmm. I still don't like Smith over Greer. Are they interchangeable? I don't. This I is like this is like a, a weak spot for me is remembering like handedness and like who goes where exactly. Oh yeah, no. Um they are Greer and Smith. But yeah. I don't I don't like that either. Yeah, I, I like I think Greer has a better jump in his step. I think he's more physical, and I think lately his offense has been better than Smith. Smith has a small sample size, he hasn't been playing all that much, but yeah, I, I would definitely prefer Greer over Smith at this point. Yeah, I mean, looking at these numbers, dude, it's like, I do I really like AJ Greer? <laughs> I do. He had a great preseason, and it was like so funny because there are people being like, "Oh, like he he's really good. Like he should absolutely make the lineup." And then you have like, the, "It's the preseason; it doesn't count." I'm like, "Well, you still gotta like, you know." estimate how this will translate to the regular season and like mm-hmm. i still have faith it'll be pretty good which i think it has been yeah i think he was pretty important in the first few games also i know the bruins are fine especially with mcavoy back right now but i'm still really mm-hmm. missing forward like i don't i think that's a uh it's to me it's like when years ago like we're cr- closer to Krejci's prime there would be stretches where like he got injured and be out for like 10 or 15 games and the offense would like dry up and it's like, and they're just in any one of those players that like you don't notice how much they contribute until they're gone. And I think the, the Bruins defense has been fine, but I think it's much better with Forbert in the lineup. Like I'm Forbert Clifton yeah. specifically. Because if you get, Forbert, I would feel a lot more confident seeing him in in the lineup. Yeah, but I also like I can't point to moments where I'm like I miss Forbert here. Yeah. You know, you, that that that's one thing. I'm going to get so fucking ahead of myself right now. Playoffs. Yeah. Would you want your top two pairings to be Linho McAvoy, Forbert Clifton? Or do you spread Jesus. the top think pairing it, wealth? I think you spread it. Okay. I think you spread it. I just, I still really think Forbert and Clifton should stick together just because of the, how well they were playing. Then I would, I would put but them I think as the sh- third pair. <laughs> <laughs> How crazy is that? <laughs> this team is so fucking good. Like uh, McAvoy, Forbert, or um, <laughs> to bring back Riley, McAvoy, Riley. No, no. And then Carlo Lindholm. Yeah. Who am I forgetting? You said Carlo. Say it again. What? Carlo, Carlo Lindholm, Chuck Grizz. Grizz. Just forgetting Grizzy. They what they usually do? Lin, uh, McAvoy, Chris, like 
I think that's your, and then Lindholm Carlo. And Clifton Zabortle. No, I, I'm bad at this. This is hard to juggle in my head. We have so many good defensemen. That's the real takeaway here. Good team. I'm very happy with them. Good team. Good game. Uh, this weekend is going to be the first time that we take a game off because they're playing Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. Back to back. The rare Sunday 6 p.m. Oh. game. We will and I, it's not even in Vancouver. It's in Boston. They're starting the game at 6 p.m. in Boston. That's very strange. I don't love it. But we will be talking after that Sunday game. Uh, we will we'll figure out what we're doing as far as how we're going to structure that one. But yeah. make, make sure to tune in for that one. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, you got to think Kincaid goes in one of these games. Oh, yeah? he has to. Yeah, you can't put Allmark in a back-to-back. Yeah, which and one I do think, you think I, he goes in? Uh, Vancouver. Yeah. Because, uh, well, Sabres kind of, I don't say, I mean, it's still so early in the season that like a week ago, I would have been like, the Sabres are a really dangerous team. And now they're on a four-game losing streak and they're at the bottom, towards the bottom of the Atlantic. They're Yeah, they're second. They're there's been so many big losing streaks in the league. Like um, Pittsburgh, the Columbus, now Calgary. Mm-hmm. Like there's been like seven plus game losing streaks for multiple teams. Dude, and then I think Vegas weird. is on like an eight game winning streak or something like that. The Sabres are 500 and they are one game from last place. And yeah. the Penguins are five, six and two. They are one game from last place. How Buff- that's just so strange. I think Buffalo was like a really good goal differential too, or pretty good. Uh, plus five, not plus that great. Five. The Bruins are plus <laughs> twenty-five. That's got to be the best in the league, right? The next, <laughs> okay. So in the Atlantic, the Bruins are leading with plus twenty-five, mm-hmm. and the next highest is Buffalo with five. So that's good. Get out of here. The Metro's a bit better. Devils are plus twenty-two. The Devils are eleven in the way. They're goal. Wait, I'm seeing the Devils are plus twenty or plus fifteen. I'm looking at points. I'm sorry. Yeah, they're plus. Yeah, they're the plus Devils 15. are plus fifteen. Yes, yes, yes. The only other person who's really close person is uh, Vegas. That Vegas person is plus twenty three. Uh, Columbus, but they've is also minus played 22. an extra game. Yeah, here the Devils aren't an eight game winning streak. They're eleven and three. Yeah, uh, how? Why are the Devils like really good? The right Devils now? were three and three, and then went on an eight game winning streak. Like, they are third in the league. That's wild. Behind us, it's Vegas, Boston, New Jersey. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, we're twelve and two. They're eleven and three. What is that about? Vegas is on a nine-game winning streak. Jesus Christ. Yep. Relax over there, Brucey. The Flames have now lost seven in a row. Good. I don't really give a fuck about the Flames. Fuck them. Fuck them. Dude, the Kraken. Kraken. The Kraken are sixth in the league. They have a five-game winning streak. They're eight, four, and two with eighteen points in fourteen games. I like that. I like that for Let's them. Let's go Kraken. I le- I appreciate that they had the courtesy of being bad in their first season. I'm looking at you, Vegas. Like you can't come into the league and then go to the Stanley Cup final. What the fuck I is think that that's about? Sick. I love that. I hated it. Well, I you like Vegas. Vegas or liked <laughs> Vegas. You remember you like you you had a good yeah there it is there's the Vegas the Vegas yeah hat. I got I got all sorts of Vegas merch I love I got, Vegas I got boxes full of Vegas 
I'm moving there. Did I tell you that? Uh, no, we discussed it once. We did? Yeah. I've tried to convince people. You, that... you did try to convince me to move to like the suburbs of Las Vegas. Yeah. And I was like, Joe, I hate the heat. I'm not doing this. And I was like, please. And now here we are. Yeah. In Vegas. It's living it up. It would have been a disaster. All right. I do I do really want to go to a game in Vegas, though. Let's go. Let's go tomorrow. Then we can move there. All I'm right. Busy. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back Sunday. Woo! Until then. Charlie McAvoy. Charlie McAvoy.